0: Now we've got a scramble. Walsh, around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Curno. and Charlie Curno off one step, just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through, and Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment, Kennedy, Walsh, bends it, brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost, he gives it a magnificent roost. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Silvani under pressure in the pocket, looking to create something. He got away from the ball. Jack Silvani, or was he Sven Gali? A magician. Continuing the Motlop tradition, all of them have been handy around goals. He's no exception, Jesse Motlop spark celebrations on the ground and in the stand good work right from O'Brien to present hey, hey. Ford at the top of the 50 he likes the look of it from there he loads up long it needs to bend more it's coming it's there lucky O'Brien sized it up to perfection Newman to Silvani who's got the goal face at his mercy he gets around one he goes for home he buries the Giants Docherty, he's almost within range, he goes long, monstrous, he's been the story of the season.
1: G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast, it's your host Jed Zetzer with you today alongside my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt, a massive win for the football club, welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast.
2: A massive win is an understatement a statement win on the road, a bit of backs against the wall type of stuff, a place that hasn't been a happy hunting ground for us. And yeah, just a huge consolidating win for the club. And I think it just shows that this is a team built potentially on more organisation and structure rather than personnel.
1: Yeah. I mean, backs against the wall type of stuff. You know, we can mention the injury list and I'm going to because... It is significant, and I don't feel like it's spoken about enough in the competition about just how many players we do have out at the moment. But it's also the types of players. So yeah, I was
2: going, it's, it's small, you know. We've lost, we've literally lost literally every key position player bar Waitering and Curno. Um,
1: so you look at the list: Mackay, Young, McGovern, Marchbank, Jack Martin, Pidanet, McDonald. They're all key positions. Stocker, you can add to the list. Cunningham, you can add to the list. Zach Williams goes down in the first ten minutes. It was, you know, that is backs against the wall, away from home, and to win the way we did, where you know GWS came, they really Twice. came at us, and you know we just we just steadied the ship, and it was uh, one of the better better wins I think that I've seen.
2: Yeah, and it's not even an AFL thing. I guess it's a sporting thing, you know, where you where the coach departs and. The next team always faces a trickier assignment, so to navigate through that as well in Leon Cameron's last game was a nice little farewell for him.
1: Certainly was. (laughs) I actually listened to Leon Cameron's press conference. He made some comments about us, which very nice to hear from an opposing coach. Well, now he's a neutral. Yeah. I mean, he did... I think he said something like, you know, Carlton are the real deal. Um, and, you know, he hasn't seen his midfield smash like that. Maybe he's you know, looking for a, a job. Time. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have thought there's anything going at, at our football club.
2: No. You could always have another water boy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, wow. What a result. So Great result. Just oh,
2: just brilliant.
1: We now move three games clear of ninth and a game clear of fifth. Now, now um, the three
2: games clear of ninth should not be taken lightly. Because that is a gap. Like, it's a serious gap. But also, we know in football, a week or two is a long time. You let your guard down for a couple of weeks and we'll be back to only a game ahead with a fairly weak percentage. They've just got to keep the foot on the accelerator here and keep at least a two-game cushion to make us comfortable.
1: Yep, no, I completely agree. Um, But before we get into the player analysis, um, I just want to bring something up because I think it's fair to say that in the last sort of five to ten years, most players who have come into this side, you know, in their debut games or, you know, in their first couple of games for the club, it's. I think it's fair to say more have struggled than slotted in nicely and comfortably at the level. I think it's
2: more so being players have debuted out of you know, more the
1: want to see them rather than the need to mm. see them as well. So, I mean, am not going to go through names because there's been, we've had, what, 30 debutants in the last five to 10 years, but they haven't really looked as comfortable in their first few games. And I think if you look at what's happening this year, you know, Jack Carroll comes in, slots straight in, fantastic first game. He's been great. We now saw Jesse Motlop on the weekend, and he just slotted in Bolt. He yep. just slotted in so nicely, comfortable at the level. His stats didn't, you know, reflect the game that he had. Oh
2: no, he was great. Well, he's you know, play like that doesn't need stats. He was great. He he really was. He fitted in seamlessly. He, his decision making was good. He just did exactly what he needed to do in that position because there's a lot of them, so they're not all gonna, you know. Well,
1: the three of them were. Exceptional.
2: Yeah, so they're not all going to be able to have a day out every week at the same time, and that's a given. Yeah. We can't expect that. And the fact that, you know, Durden had the outstanding game, but Motlop still, like, left an impression on the game is very impressive.
1: First game of AFL football, and yeah, he was fantastic. And, you know, you can even speak about Durden. He only played well, yeah. uh, two he, games He's last literally year.
2: debuted this year, yeah. you know,
1: in, 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 essentially. And I think yesterday... I think he started a bit shaky, but Brody Kemp really worked his way into the game nicely as well. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I will let you expand a no, bit. No, I, I
2: just think he'll be straight out if Lewis Young's available.
1: Yeah, but I think regardless of how he played, that was probably going to be the case anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look at the game. There was some he moments- was definitely
2: a weakling. In the back line, I thought. I like.
1: agree, but I think, you know, I've rewatched that second half. There were a lot of things. He took
2: a couple of nice intercept marks, but they were more from errors rather than him setting up. Yeah, but, but I mean, no, it's, still, like it's. once again his third game. He's, you know. The it, key it's, position it's, player. No, I style. agree. It was a tough assignment. And I, I'm not going to say he, he he definitely didn't like let his colours down or anything like that. I just, you know, I didn't leave with the same impression I got from Motlop or what I yeah, got no, from Durd No, all.
1: that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, you know, I think there's a clear difference and you spoke about the system. Well, the way that we're playing in our system this year is allowing for younger players to just come in and slot in without being out of their depth. Yep. And next week, if stock is not available, it will be Boyd in for Williams. Yeah. And you know, Boyd was pretty good last week. You know, I said, I thought he'd be stiff to be dropped. Um, he was dropped. I thought he'd be dropped. Yeah. And he was dropped, but you know, wouldn't be that, you know, devastated, ...if he was to play.
2: Yeah. It's
1: going to be interesting with Papley down there and this week. Yeah, it will be. So, who goes to Papley? Well, hang on, we'll get to that later yeah. in the show. Let's go player analysis. Big win over the Giants. So, just... First win at Giants Stadium as well. First win. Ehudu gets the monkey off the back. So, the score was 15-15-105, defeating GWS 11 For those who didn't get a chance to watch the game in full... We got off to a quick start, a real quick start. We kicked the first four goals within the first... Let's get it up here. I think it was about 10 minutes. I think it took
2: nearly 12 minutes for GWS to record their first disposal
1: inside 50. It took 12 minutes for them to record their first disposal in their attacking half. Crazy. Let alone inside 50. So it was 15 inside 50s to zero in the first 14 minutes of the game. Carlton led... 4-2, 26-0, Four to twenty-six to zero. Twelve minutes into the first quarter, uh, GWS clawed their way back And to We level. thought we we're going to
2: have a rosy day in Sydney.
1: Yeah, and then GWS came back. Scores were level at half time. Yep. Before Carlton ran away with it, uh, in my opinion. Well, we,
2: we 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 separated ourselves in the third quarter, and then it got mm. back to a goal at three-quarter time because we got
1: O'Brien kicked that goal to put us sixteen up. We just couldn't separate ourselves on the scoreboard, but we, we never looked like losing, I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, no, I was pretty ne- I was pretty nervous at three quarter. Nervous
2: time. but We never surrendered the lead, which was always was we always let a all good day sign. But third no, I was nervous. oh uh, they were going down at home.
1: Alright. Yeah. Player by player analysis. Kicking off with the back line as we always do. One of the best players on the ground, Jacob Weedering, he was just yeah. And you know what? He was so good and a guy who is just so composed, and I I loved that he lost his shit in the th- I think it was the third quarter. Yeah, I love that. You know, just he's such a composed player, and that was a rubbish decision that went yeah. against him. Yeah, and I you know what, At, in that moment of the game, I was actually, I actually liked to see that he lost his shit, and I know he gave away the fifty. Yeah, which uh, is not great, but you know he's. You wouldn't want to anyway. see him do
2: that when the kick's forty out.
1: No, no, but I don't think he would. I don't think he would. And it was a rubbish decision. It yeah, was no, a it real a rubbish decision. decision. Um, He was just yeah, sublime. I, I thought it was his best game of the season. I thought he was very good. Wearing. Yeah, he was just exceptional. Um, keeps and, on going. And he'll definitely feature in our votes. The second tours we mentioned, Brody Kemp. Is there anything more to expand on with Kemp's game? He it's conceded hard. two goals to Riccardi. Yeah, like,
2: yeah, it was just shaky, I guess. But it's so tough young you know, third game first of the season it's a very tough assignment you know so
1: he had 14 disposals um at 80 percent efficiency um what's interesting about Brody kemp is that he had six score involvements well that's a very good sign as a he
2: did take a, so as i mentioned earlier he did take a couple of intercepts off direct turnovers so like those would have probably ended in scores because gws would have been
1: so all over the shop so five marks as well and inside 50 and two, rebound 50. So Brody Kemp slotted in and uh, we get the job done. Third tall on the day. Um, probably ended up... It's an interesting one. I'd say it probably ended up being Plowman. I thought he was terrific. He was fantastic. And he, he spent most... Or of maybe the... Newman. We'll get to Newman yeah, in well, a second. Yeah, well, he spent
2: most of the game on Green, Plowman, and, and really... Shut him down. You know, he kicked two goals. One of them was delivered on a platter by Doherty in the first quarter. I thought Plowman was... You know, Plowman set us up very... He was penetrating everything coming, you know, against us in the first quarter. He was a, a wall. Green
1: kicked his two goals in the first quarter, didn't he? he? He did. Yeah. He. I think they were the last two goals. I've got it up now. Uh, yep, Toby Green kicked his first two goals in the first quarter. Yeah. His only two goals, sorry. Seven disposals for the match. He was basically... A non-factor no, after no, quarter time. No,
2: Plowman played really, really well. And you know, and you know and what? And I
1: thought Plowman was fantastic going the other way as well.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, Plowman playing, spending, you know, the first, the best part of six weeks in the reserves is the kick up the backside he needed, really. You know, this complacency and this air of arrogance you get from just expecting to play every week can't
1: go on. 14 disposals at 100% efficiency, Lucky Plowman. 8 marks and 3 tackles. Uh, one of his better games for the club, I'd go as far as saying. Yep. Um, Nick Newman, I thought he was good as well. Had the 19, went at 75%. He had 10 marks, nine score involvements, couple inside and a couple rebound 50s. Uh, I think he played well, Newman. He was sort of steadying the ship a bit, Yeah, I, I felt, in okay. that third quarter.
2: I, know, I never think much of Newman, good or bad. He just plays. He does, like... He- He's just there. I thought he was good yesterday. No, he was okay. He's always okay. But he... um. I, I think, you know, as bad as it is, he'd probably be breathing a bit of a, a sigh of relief that Williams will be unavailable for the next bit of time.
1: So, Zach Williams, we do have an update. It is... So, Zach Williams goes down about it, 10 minutes it's into like, the game. It's like...
2: It's the most bittersweet thing of all time. It's like... It's not his Achilles. Great yeah. news, but he's <laughs> out
1: for 12 weeks. So... We thought it was an look at the game. It looked everyone. Everyone said, "Yeah, season over. Achilles done, oh gone, um, gone." But it is good news. It's not an Achilles. It's a calf. But he is still out for ten to twelve weeks. So, yeah. you know, we are three games clear in the eight. It would have signs are suggesting
2: that would have killed. Like imagine your calf popping so excruciatingly yeah, like I that. I was crying. Yeah, it would have killed.
1: So we're three games clear. The signs at this point in time would suggest that we're a very good chance of playing finals football this year. Yep. And he would be back in time. You'd think just. Yep. And, you know, so it's, it's round nine at the moment. That gets you through to round 21. There's a buy in there. Uh, he would be a big in if we do play finals footy. Uh, but, yeah, Zach Williams it's done a, it it's, for 12 it's, weeks. Look, it's a
2: good opportunity for when Stocker gets back on the going to so consolidate
1: a spot. That's exactly who it opens up a spot for is Liam Stocker. Um, the rest of the back six, I thought that uh, Sam Doherty and Adam Saad, you know. Oh, Doherty was exceptional again. We'll, t- we'll touch on Doherty in a second because we'll give him a serious rap. But Adam Saad, just so good, so reliable. Probably didn't have the impact yesterday that we've seen him have no, but all year. But still 18 touches at 90% efficiency. Yeah. Um, Six score involvements, four marks, five rebound 50s, three inside 50s. It's just a typical Adam side game. Just a rounded out game was brilliant. But Sam Doherty, this man, and oh, what's his name? The commentator, Alistair Nicholson. Nicholson. Great commentator, by the way. As he said, this is the story of the season. 28 disposals. And you know what? Put in the commentary right here.
0: Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long, monstrous. He's been the story of the season.
1: Alistair Nicholson there calling the Sam Doherty goal late in the game. Just incredible, incredible, incredible moment for Sam Doherty. Yeah, it's a great goal. Yeah, it was the sealer, really. Yeah, yeah, no, that was the that sealer. was the cherry on top. Twenty-eight touches at so. N- this is crazy, 27 effective disposals and it was his one, <laughs> it was the one kick in the back half, which was his, uh, oh, it was a nightmare. which was his clangor. But he had a goal, seven score involvements, 10 marks, five inside fifty, six six rebound 50s. Um, this for me is undoubtedly the halfback flank in the Australian team right now. And I've said it for a couple of weeks, but this is solidifying his spot. He's the best halfback flank going around in the game right now. Yeah, He just just
2: so much control with Doherty controls games and uh, what an asset, what a player to have back. And I think there was definitely an expectation amongst Carlton fans that he, you know, probably this time six months ago that he, I think everyone was almost resigned to the fact he wouldn't play. Uh, There was no expectation on him to play again. And to not only play and then to not only play in a winning team, but to play at such a high level,
1: was well, in career best form. Yeah, yeah. It's outrageous this, stuff. This is this has trumped you know, he'd, he'd, his 2017 he'd, he'd form when he was in Australia. he very likely Australian be winning the best, and, best and, fairest. and
2: fairest as well right now as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Even for Given that Cripps sure.
2: missed a couple games.
1: Absolutely. He was absolutely exceptional. Pro- probably his best game of the year as well. Close yeah, to he it. He was very good. Um, so Sam Doherty, I think that's our back six uh, completely rounded out. Yep. Moving into the midfield, we'll start with the Ruckman, Tom Deconing. He had what I thought was... Actually, see, we we sort of differed on opinion on Deconing on the day because I thought he had a really good start oh, to the game. A lot of
2: Carlton fans have crushes on Deconing. <laughs> he ain't that good.
1: I thought he had a great first quarter. Um, actually, yeah, I thought he started the game well, but... He was really frustrating, particularly in that third quarter. He just... Well, the bottom line is he got smashed by his opposition Ruckman, which we knew would happen. I- I'm not going to act to his surprise that he, he got, got smashed. He got crushed around the ground. Because that, that's the thing I noticed was they were looking for him. And I kept saying, why are they kicking it to De Conning when he's with Proust? He's just knocking out Mark him. And he didn't. What DeConning has to do is he's
2: uh, he's no aerial threat around the ground. He really isn't. He has to get on his bike and he has to cover so much more ground than what he does. Mm. You know, you you even look at Gorn, who is an aerial threat, by the way, but he's linking up in chains. He's covering the ground. He's making his opposition, Ruckman, do something they don't want to do. And because DeConning can't do what the average Ruckman can do, he has to change it up. It's schoolboy stuff. It's, you know, this guy's really not, he's just not helping himself at the moment. I fear. And I, you know, and I, was, I said on here, I didn't love, I know a lot of people did, but I didn't love his game last week either. Because um, I thought Silvani did a lot of the bulk work too, that saw O'Brien get omitted. But I just think De Conning, like, <sighs> he should be taking more than two marks a game. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. He's the As kick said, down the I- line option. He's just got to do more. I get it. Pruce is a very difficult matchup and I'm not denying that. But you know, we go into this coming week again in Sydney. Hickey's a brute as well, and they've also got Laddams. So they complement each other because they both do things the other can't do. And unfortunately, Hickey does things that DeConning can't do. And this is and look, I hope this come back this comes back to bite me on Friday night. But you know, and what Laddams can do, which DeConning can do, Laddams probably does better.
1: Hmm. You yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one. I, I once again, I thought he started the game well, kicked a beautiful goal in the first quarter. Great goal, great mark. But yeah, the second half, I was yeah, I was a little bit more on your side. Um, and yeah, this week against Sydney is going to be a very tough match for him. Very tough because I guess we haven't really come up against a team yet this year who play with two genuinely good ruckmen. Oh yeah. I mean Richmond didn't have Nank. Oh, did they have Nank in round one? No
2: yeah
1: did they have soldo yeah so they played okay fair enough away to so, conning fair yeah yeah anyway DeConning, since we've since Pitonets's gone down um we haven't yet I mean North played Goldstein and Coleman Jones but yeah no. we're not really
2: yeah look, it, it's just every week's every week's going to be a test for him because let's be honest he's probably no better than any number one Ruckman across the league So you're,
1: yeah well that's fair. But he shouldn't... He isn't really our number one Ruckman no, either. No,
2: I know. I know. But for the
1: time being, he is. Yeah. Um, the midfield. Patrick Cripps yesterday wasn't his best game of the year, but he still had 26. He came big in the last quarter. I was going to say. He had a big last quarter, Cripps Six inside 50s and seven clearances. He had a big last quarter, and I think that was the, the deciding factor in the game, really. And
2: this is the other issue where it stems from DeConning, because he you know, and this is also a personnel thing, obviously, because we were losing the Ruckman, but because De Conning struggles to neutralize contests against these bigger boys, Cripps was for- forced to Ruck quite a bit. Mm. And at least Cripps can half a con, you know, he can have a contest and, you know, it's a bit annoying because obviously, you know, you, you got to be creative, which I love from the coaches' box. You got to do these things, but it is, you know, annoying in the sense that your best midfielder is not, you know, allowed to be your best midfielder for certain stoppages, but, Cripps was great. You know, his, his last quarter was phenomenal.
1: It was. Um, I think the main man on the day, though, was SW18, Sam Walsh. Yep. 31 disposals, eight score involvement, two lovely goals to uh, set the tone early in the match. 87% efficiency, five marks, two tackles, four clearances, two inside 50s, three rebound 50s. It was really the complete game from Sam Walsh. And we've spoken about it so much this year, how... He hasn't necessarily been at the form he was at last year, but he's been playing well. Um, And probably the reason he hasn't been in that form was because he wasn't hitting the scoreboard. But yesterday he did with his two goals. And yeah, I thought he was absolutely fantastic and a fair shout for best on ground.
2: He was very good. He played a bit of a different role because he only attended seven center bounces yesterday as well. So he was, you know, we saw the rotation earlier in the season where... That extra midfielder would start a centre half forward and run in, which he was doing a lot more than the rest, which I thought Kennedy would do. But um yeah, Walsh was terrific. Ten coaches' votes as well and mm, yeah, no, absolutely just, fantastic. Just a r- ridiculous
1: player. Speaking of Matt Kennedy, I'm um, he was my pick for best on ground. I thought he was just I thought he was phenomenal. He was very good.
2: Twenty seven touches. He was good all
1: day, Kennedy. Eleven score involvements. He kicked a goal, eight marks, five inside fifties, three clearances. He was just a four quarter complete performance eight uncontested
2: marks as well and it's kudos to the work rate around the ground and that's what i talk about just covering the ground and making it hard to defend carlson when we've got the ball on the rebound because if you're if someone like matt kennedy's operating in space on eight occasions where he can get out and take a mark and set up from there like you're well on top
1: i think it's i think it's crazy the player that he's turned into. Yeah, and he
2: signed a three year deal
1: during the week yes, as well. Congratulations to him. Well deserved. Delisted two years ago. Literally delisted. Like that is mental. He was on our rookie list last year, Bolt. I know. He only got upgraded to the senior list at the end of last year again. Yeah, it's I mean great effort. He was I think it's fair to say at round ten last year, his career at Carlton was over. Yeah. He played that game against Port at the G. Yes. Not good.
2: Well it was that Giants game away last year. Where that was he, the yeah? game
1: the fees first game back in and, yeah. and, and we said going into that game we thought it was weird he was picked. We weren't yeah. expecting him to get picked. He sort of hadn't really been playing that well in the twos. He got his crack and was almost one of our best players. Well he was one of our best yeah. players, probably our second best player in the last eight weeks last year behind Sam Walsh. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: And Wowie, the play that he's become, consolidating that form this year,
2: he's just phenomenal. He had a great game. He, he, yeah, he he was almost. He gets Brownlow votes yesterday for sure. Yep, I can handle that. Yeah, he will. He will.
1: I I thought he was just absolutely outstanding. Just really, I'm. I'm so happy with the play that he's become. He's such a valuable member of our twenty-two. Lockie O'Brien. Yep. Unbelievable performance yesterday. Team high seven inside fifties. He had a team high, I think it was 650 meters gained. Eight marks. He had a couple clearances. He had a tackle, six score involvements. He kicked a lovely goal. It was a big fucking goal. It was a massive goal. It was fucking huge. It was enormous.
2: Put us 16 points up in the third quarter. It would have caught GWS a bit offside that he wheeled around and had a shot as well. From outside 50. Oh, it was brilliant.
1: 22 disposals.
2: Uh, was that his best game for the year? He's had some good games. Uh, yeah, I haven't had an issue with him this year. i have been a big fan of him. Um,
1: He's a big asset to our team. He is. He is. And once again, you know, we speak about Matt Kennedy and the uncontested marks.
2: And we we'll speak had- about Matt Kenney,
1: he was also delisted last year. He was? He's on our rookie list right now. He is, and he'll certainly be upgraded to the senior list. Yep. Eight marks yesterday, all of them uncontested. He's working tirelessly. He's, he is, he's becoming a very good player for us, and it's baffling he was dropped this year. And he doesn't have to be
2: elite. He just has to do what he knows he can do, which is kick the ball like a sniper. It is low and accurate. Yeah, he's a crazy
1: good kick. We welcomed back Georgie Hewitt. Yeah, great and, game as well. And he, he, was, was, he was brilliant. Oh, George was brilliant. George. Wow, George. So, George Hewitt yesterday. Just listen to these stats. 30 touches. He had the eight score involvements, two marks, four tackles, eight clearances, five inside fifties. He could have kicked a couple goals as yeah, well. he missed a couple shot. A couple set shots, but... Wow. It's like he just comes in no. and picks up straight where he left off from. He is... Very
2: important to where
1: us. Where does he rank in the competition for that sort of defensive midfielder? He'd have to be up there. Yeah. He'd have to be. And it's by... Is he it even it's... that
2: defensive anymore?
1: No, well, he's not, but he's that... That's... He's just
2: another gun midfielder for us. He, I wouldn't have thought he necessarily does anything different to what, like, Chera does or what I think... Walsh does. He's a bit more, you know, tackles and extracts it a little bit more. But you how know, many he,
1: games did he miss? Was it one or two? Two, two. I I had him in my rolling Australian team after round five.
2: Yeah, I he's didn't. not in there at the moment but, just because oh, he missed no, two he, games. He was terrific again. He's so good. In yeah, he actually seventy four percent of his disposals occurred center of, in the forward of the center square. Crazy. He's yeah, he's having it. What a bargain pick, really.
1: We got him for free, and who would have thought he'd be the more impressive one out of him and Chera?
2: Yeah, and it's kudos to Hewitt. Really, he's just been
1: terrific. Speaking of Adam Chera, 24 disposals yesterday, six score involvement, seven tackles, five mar- uh, sorry five inside 50s, three marks, couple clearances, couple rebound 50s. Uh, I think he's just slowly, he's almost sliding under the radar, Chera. He is. He definitely is, because he, he, he was also getting a
2: bit more of his ball at the back of the center square as well. He made one really bad error, which resulted in a goal. But Chera, Chera's playing fine. He is flying under the radar because he's playing in such, you know, a hyped midfield at the moment, and it's great news because mm. you know, Chera, we've seen he can get off the leash that easily. That if you turn a blind eye to him, good night.
1: Yeah, he is having an outstanding season. I, I didn't season. think he was.
2: I didn't think he was great against GWS. You know, I thought he was good without being great, but um once again when there's five of them in there not everyone's going to have a day out and yeah and it's not like he was so like we had to carry him either so no 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 you he can't he ask for great. much
1: more jack Nunes, um i think another just another one of those games where he sort of you know where i think just, Nunes is at right now uh, can i just before you say that i think he's at where he was sort of last uh not last, well basically his whole career at Carlton where yeah. he sort of just not good not bad just gets the job so done so i think this will be the year I would not be. I'm going to call
2: it round nine. I would not be surprised if Nunes plays in our team for the rest of the year, and still gets delisted. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. And let me just <laughs> expand elaborate. on expand on that a bit because he, he is as you know half decent as a job as Nunes has been providing to us the last few weeks. He's still a stopgap player, which we're still looking to upgrade. And I've got no issues with Nunes playing right now the way he's playing, but I just think he's one of those guys with age demographic, coming out of contract. He might just be one of those
1: guys that you know just un- you know unfortunately gets moved on. Do you want to give us an example? Because I-, I I'm trying to think in my head of someone who sort of played and then gets delisted. I think it's a bit like Gibbons. Oh well, yeah, Gibbons. It's exactly like Gibbons. It's
2: like thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. It's like thank you for this year, but. We might We're not pass that now. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't, re- and I don't mean this as a knock on Jack Nunes, because I haven't had any issues with him. I just think that's where he's at right now. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's it's more is it worth writing another contract for Jack Nunes? So yeah. you get what I mean? Because like, I think this is I think that's what builds really good lists when you know when to move on. And once again, he ain't an issue at the moment. But do you get do you get what I'm coming from? No, I I get what you're saying. Because I was going through it tonight, you know, thinking uh, who's going to be close, and there's not that many that are going to be up for contention to lose their spot on our list. And Nunes just might be that unfortunate
1: number. That at the makes end of the way. The show will go over our, our out of contract players, and we'll yeah. do a mid season review again in a couple of weeks, just yeah. when the buy is. But we'll do a quick one. Um, now, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting point you bring up with news. He's been fine though. But he has 18 disposals at 83%. He had eight score involvements, two direct goal assists, three marks, three tackles, three rebound fifties, two inside fifties. He had a good game. And as you always say about Jack News, he handled his wing professionally yesterday. Yeah.
2: No, I, I've never really had a great issue with Jack Nunes. I don't think he's very good, but he doesn't piss me off.
1: Now, a player I want to talk about. Oh, no, yeah. Here we go. I'm very, very pleasantly surprised. In fact, I'm shocked. Matthew Cottrell is having an outstanding couple weeks. Like, providing he's... And I say outstanding. I don't mean... Could he be... I don't, I don't mean Patrick he, Cripps levels are outstanding. He but he, I, could, he
2: could be in the rolling all-Australian team. He, he he could be the best 23rd man. <laughs> oh, I've been being serious. Uh, you reckon he's the best sub in the comp? Well, he's the only... <laughs> well, I feel...
1: It's such a backhanded compliment. Like, yeah, you're the best player who... Is Can't the get sub- a game. Yeah. <laughs> um- well, well,
2: no, no, no. H- hear me out here. Cottrell can play as well as he wants every time he comes on, and that's still make him the sub. Because, and this is a compliment to him, he's a great endurance runner... And there's a clear, clear difference when Cottrell comes on and he's got legs to just, you know, motor himself around the ground and get involved. It's an extra number around the ball for us. And it's his niche. And that's what he'll be doing for the rest of the year. He won't be in that team. He is the 23rd man. Him and Toby Bedford can battle it out in the Australian team for the (laughs) sub of the year. I'm being serious though. That is his role. I'm not, and I'm sure he'd be happy
1: with it. I reckon yesterday was one of his best games great. for the club. He was great. 15 touches at 93% efficiency. He get a couple marks, couple tackles, couple inside 50s, couple rebound 50s, a clearance. He was great. He's got a tank
2: and it shows when he's got fresh legs because he's got a bit more time than what he usually does. So we
1: sat dead on the wing yesterday. Yeah. With all, with all the Carlton fans who occupied 80% of the people in the stadium... Just quietly, and we'll speak about that yeah. afterwards. It was
2: an 80-10-10 split. Because half the GWS fans are
1: actually old Sydney Swans fans. Okay. <laughs> We've got no time for those people. Um, Cottrell yesterday. So, we sat dead on the wing, and he was awesome. He was great. Just No, no, I, I can't fault his sub game. He was fantastic. Um, he's, our mit- he's our sub. Our midfielders analysed there. And I guess the extra mid who sort of played forward yesterday who we haven't spoken about is Jack Carroll. Um, Certainly probably wasn't as impressive as he has been in his recent games in his other two, but there's something he does every week, Bob, which just just really is is an asset. He never gets caught with the ball. Like there was a moment yesterday, and I think he's done it in his first two games as well, where he'll get the pill in a, you know,
2: Congested situation. Congested
1: situation and does a 360 and wheels his way out of there. He's just got this touch of class about him.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, I know. I noticed that against Adelaide. I didn't really rate his game, to be honest. I thought he was a bit fumbly, missed a crucial set shot as well. But once again, third game, you know, he's not going to be outstanding every week and we can't have such unrealistic expectations. I didn't rate his game, you know, for what it was worth.
1: Probably won't get dropped, though. You wouldn't have thought. No, he won't. Um, So, yeah, he had, I think it was 11 touches yesterday. Yeah, he had had 11, Um, which was actually our... Motlop had nine. He was our lowest um, on the ground. Pretty good numbers. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Motlop... Yep. So, we're now into the forward line. He was, as I said, just slots in beautifully... Debut game, and there's just something about Jesse Motlop and Corey Durden for the next decade that should be getting every Carlton fan extremely excited.
2: Yeah. I hope so. Very dynamic. They were great. They worked really well. You know, the, the little forwards just went to work yesterday. and They did. A lot of that was largely thanks, really, to Charlie Curnow's ability just to halve each contest he was in. And really, because Curnow struggled to get involved himself but never really conceded intercept marks. So the ball was always live. And those small forwards like Predators just swept on everything that was at their feet. They were great. And Motlop was involved as well. He, no, Motlop was good up the ground. He was just smart. It was a clever game.
1: He only had nine and disposals, which it doesn't reflect fine. how he'll, good
2: he was. He'll see next week.
1: Yeah. I thought he was great. Uh, speaking of Corey Durden, now this was, and hang on a second, yeah. he's just received the Rising Star nomination. So... A massive congratulations to Corey Durden and, well, couldn't be more well-deserved. 19 disposals, two goals, five score involvements, couple clearances as well. He He was playing midfield yesterday uh, for
2: a bit. He was brilliant. He really was brilliant. Can you
1: see that possibility going forward of him attending a couple centre bounces?
2: Maybe in a few years. I mean, I saw a
1: comment about it on Twitter. I can't remember who tweeted it. Should have screenshotted it. But someone said he, he... attending some centre bounces is almost that small sort of sneaky midfielder that could complement our midfield.
2: For sure. It's and Zach, it did it's, it's Zach Bailey-esque at Brisbane. But I'd like, you know, a bit, it, it won't happen to that extent yet. But I thought yeah, Durden was great. Durden was just lively, electric, just a clever player, knows what's up. Um, and once again, you know, the three little forwards, they're not all going to cash in on the same day naturally. It's a very tough position to play. And it wasn't Owies day yesterday, but it was Corey Durden's day. And really, you take that every day of the week, the output we got from the Mosquito Fleet.
1: So congratulations to Corey Durden on the Rising Star nomination. What an outstanding performance. It's um, probably
2: been a while since we had a Rising Star nomination. I to say,
1: who was our last one?
2: Well, Walsh won it in 2019. Have we had one since?
1: We didn't have one last year.
2: 2020? The COVID year? Probably not.
1: No, I don't reckon we would have. No,
2: first since Walsh. Yeah, like that. Well, good track record. Last Carlton player to get it won it. And the one before that should have won it. Oh no, we would have had a couple
1: in between that. Yeah, we would have had a Crips. We yeah. Oh, we had the year with <laughs> Charlie and... We had five, I think it was... Cunningham. Cunningham. Charlie, Cunningham, Silvani. Who was the other? Did Herschel snag no, one? not that year. He didn't play that year.
2: 2016, are we talking?
1: It took two years for H today, No, group.
2: no, I remember 2017.
1: Yeah, there was one year we had five. Yeah. I, I feel can't... like Dill Buckley got one one year in his first... No, year. it wouldn't have been that year. No, it wasn't that year, but I'm just yeah, going back did, he into did, the he, archives. No, he did, he,
2: he did get one.
1: <laughs> it's a funny conversation, Rising Star Old mate
2: petrescu Sedan would have got one.
1: Yeah, he did. Marchbank. Marchbank, Marchbank? got one. Yeah, yeah he got one. petrescu Sedan's 100th game as well
2: on the weekend. Next. <laughs> no. you've,
1: got, you've got some... You've got something you want to get off your chest. You may as well go ahead.
2: Oh, well, we've done this podcast now for nine weeks and I haven't been able to speak about Petrescu-Sedon.
1: <laughs> go ahead. No,
2: just congratulations and we'll see you in round 17. Will we though? No, no, we'll watch the reserves play before. Fair.
1: Then we will. Um, quickly, our forwards yesterday to continue. Charlie Curno. This for me was a game where, you know what, he was shut down.
2: Can you tell the audience, because obviously we sat next to each other, can, yes. you, can you let yes. the audience know what I said at three-quarter time in my seat?
1: You might need to correct me with the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of, this is going to be... Ch-. Something like, this is Charlie Kerno's moment, or this is his quarter, something. You said it before the quarter, and I bang.
2: See. I said, here comes the Kerno quarter. You could just feel it. The game was there. You
1: felt it in the air? Yeah, no, I did.
2: <laughs> I did. I felt it. There was something in that. There was some weird... they got some... Speaking of smell in the air, they've got some weird food stands there. Yeah. They've got variety. So some
1: people have asked us about our experience in Sydney. We'll get to that after the game. Let's quickly, quickly keep... <laughs>
2: but no, just- Kuno was great. As in the last quarter, you know, two big goals, you know, just huge. And that's exactly what, you know... It might, and I said it, you know, it's a very cliche, you know, catchphrase. It might not be your day, but it can be your moment. And it's exactly what Charlie Curnow did. And he provided, he kept our small forwards in the game. He made it harder for GWS to repel
1: coming out. So kudos to him. Huge. He is a crazy player. Like, can we just acknowledge for one second the fact that he didn't play for... At least two years, nearly three years, he didn't play football. Yeah. And he's come back and just exploded. He's in the All-Australian team right now.
2: I was very adamant last year that he had to play those games at the back end just so we could get him off the ground before the season started.
1: And you were right.
2: It had to happen. And yeah, he's just been
1: flawless. He's incredible. Third in the Coleman. He is absolutely... Incredible, And what, what's even more crazy is he is 25? How old is he? He's yeah, 25. About that. So we're going to see over the next three years, if he can stay fit, we're going to see Dominance Bolt in the competition alongside our fellow twin Tauane H.
2: Yeah. He well, is just crazy. We were very him. invested in the Coleman race last year because we had nothing else to be invested in. <laughs> And obviously we've got stuff to do this year. This
1: year it's just a little bit of a sweet. It's a keen
2: eye. <laughs> it's a keen eye on the on the stats tab on the AFL app.
1: Would that not be crazy if when was the last time? This is a stat this is something for Swamp. Oh, all we, the stat books there. When Gimme the book. Yeah, we've got the Bible here. Bolt likes to call the uh, AFL record season guide the Bible. Um when was the last time? The same team had the Coleman Medalist two years in a row, but they were different players. I'll let you know right now. You keep talking,
2: I do the digging. <laughs> I know, I know. It. Here it is. Hold on, i I've already, I've already got the page here. Let's see if this, that has I'm
1: just going to say while he looks, this guy, if he if he could navigate his way through his uni <laughs> notes as well as he could this Bible, he'd be a, he'd be getting high distinctions.
2: Oh, we were close in... We got close with Franklin Ruffhead, but we didn't get it. Yeah. We got
1: close. Uh, I don't know if it's happened. Well, it would be a crazy thing to happen if it did happen. While you keep looking to see if it has happened, uh, Jack Silvani, how has it taken us like 30 minutes to touch on this guy?
2: Oh, he's just—he's something else at the moment. He's—it's never happened. It's never happened. This—we're we're riding this Coleman hard. <laughs> we are riding. We're the, riding history.
1: We are riding history. If Charlie Kernow wins the Coleman, it will be the first time in history that a diff, that two different players from the same team have won it in consecutive years. Um, but now we're going to speak about Jack Silvani because he deserves. More than a mention, he deserves his own podcast. Really, oh, he
2: is exceptional. He really is. Um, I oh, think. I think he y- was. Y- you can't speak more highly of him at the moment. He, he's just been phenomenal.
1: Now, people who listen to the show on a regular basis, and I hope those who are tuning in all tune in next week and have tuned into the last couple shows. I say it every week, and I'll say it again. I'm just waiting for the day he makes a mistake because it hasn't happened this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he doesn't have. Moments where you got to rip your hair out. He's just so good.
1: He is. Uh,
2: he's so good. He's just...
1: What a what an
2: asset to our team. And the great thing about Jack Silvani is... I feel like nobody else knows he's an asset.
1: No. Which is why it's such an asset. We don't want teams to pay any respect or attention to him. No. Because he, right now...
2: He's playing such good footy, though.
1: So, I think his goal... I'm confident, actually, that that goal he kicked yesterday where he sold the candy... If you, the second one. The second goal. Yeah. I think if you take, you know, the circumstances around Doherty's goal yesterday and the circumstances around his goal from round one, they trump. The storyline trumps it. But the actual action and the goal itself, I reckon that's our best goal this year.
2: Yeah, it was In, a great goal. Was, a was great it the goal. fourth
1: quarter? Yeah, yeah. It put so it's 24 this, this guy has... Just Just think about this for a second.
2: It was the entree to the sealer. He,
1: he has motored the whole court the whole game he's just motored. and he's had to motor more than anyone else cuz he's playing ruck as well so yep. so he has and he's i think he barely went off yesterday if he went off at all um I'll get that up he played yeah i mean he played over 90% game time he has tired legs tired legs in a fourth quarter for a guy of his size wearing the shin guard to sell some candy and for a guy
2: who's not particularly quick
1: to sell the candy and drill that—that that is just so impressive. Yeah, he's an epic player, and fighter. I think that's our goal of the season.
2: No, I'm on Zach Fisher round one. True,
1: true. But this, but this that was, was just—that
2: was my kettle moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, the kettle. <laughs> gonna kettle the boil, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah,
2: something like that. <laughs>
1: um, I was no, delirious.
2: Just- <laughs> but no, Silvani. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It's almost very hard to put it into words. It's almost hard when you speak to non-Carlton people. They say, why is he good? It's almost hard to put it into words. It's just like, you can only really reply by saying you've just got to watch.
1: It would be like...
2: It's almost like you've got to watch from the stands. I don't he's know. He's so important. I don't
1: know if there's another player in the comp like him.
2: Oh no, he's very unique. He's just so good. I don't know why he's good. I do know why. He's just so clever. He's, he's, the, he smartest, where- yeah. he's
1: the smartest player on our team. His positioning is extraordinary. He never gets beaten in a contest. He'll never get outmarked. And if he has, something's happened that, you know, is a factor. But he's just absurdly good. He got voted man on the match. I saw the Carlton fans vote yep. him. And that's, you know, but it didn't says he get enough. a coach's vote. Well What's happening there? That is bizarre. How can Michael Voss not give him a vote? I'm sorry. That is disrespectful. Michael? That is an absolute disgrace. Oh, have he to, was, we'll have to have a word with him. He was actually ridiculous yesterday. Oh, he was brilliant. Ridiculous. He was brilliant. And I'll wait. I'll keep waiting. And I hope I'm waiting till he hasn't um, I've had got a walk I don't think he's had Kirk. a
2: coach's vote this year, Silvani.
1: No, I'm not waiting for that. I'm waiting for his mistake. Oh. The first mistake of the year. I think I'll probably be waiting till I'm in my 90s. But uh, he was just exceptional. Kudos to Jack Silvani. He's having an out-of-this-world season. Matt Owies, and we spoke about it earlier... When you're playing three of them, not everyone's going to hit the scoreboard. Not everyone's going to have an amazing game. But he still leads the competition in tackles inside 50. This guy yeah, we leads... Can, we can the, ride
2: that one home as
1: well. He leads the competition in that stat, which is crazy. 15 dis- disposals yesterday for Matt Owies. Oh, I wouldn't have thought he'd had that much of it. 75% efficiency, five score involvement, 16 pressure acts... And you know he didn't hit the scoreboard, but he's another one who just motors around the ground, and uh, yeah, he's he's an important play for us. Both. No, he's
2: very important. Under yeah, his positions his.
1: Think that's all. Twenty two. Uh, Fisher.
2: Fisher. Right? Fisher on, was we, good.
1: We have to speak about Fisher. I can't believe I nearly forgot about him, mind you. Uh that was also I think yesterday. Fisher played well. So two goals. Eighteen disposals. It's the scoreboard again. Very important. He is sets you apart from the rest. He's actually starting to put a serious body of work together,
2: and that's what you need because you know he's responded very well from his holiday in Perth three weeks ago. <laughs> um, he has. He really has. He's been really, really good.
1: He's he's weirdly reliable when he has the ball inside fifty.
2: Yeah, just clever as well. It's because people aren't going beyond their limits here. It's, it's a game where... And I also feel like because we are so quick with the ball, we're, all, we're always almost at one step ahead of the opposition as well. So you do have a little bit more time to, you know, mm. cut through he teams. Was, it's
1: just He's just... He's a weirdly reliable player. He's getting it done. Yeah, he is. He's just... Yeah, he's having a really good year, Fisher. At the exception of two matches. One against Frio. And what was the other match where he was very, very ordinary... There were two Was it Hawthorne? Hawthorne, yeah, I was yeah. going to say Hawthorne um, Nah, but he was, yeah, really good yesterday Bolt Votes from the day, 3 two, one who are you going with? It's tough, there's a lot So let's go in the order of 1, then 2, then 3 this week Because it's not as clear cut This is probably the hardest game to award votes
2: Can we go 3 down to 1? No, 1 up to 3
1: We're going 1 to
2: 3 oh, So I've got to draw my line now um,
1: Do you want me to go first?
2: No, I think I've got it.
1: Yeah.
2: It's so tough. I'm going to go one to Sam Walsh. No, one to Jack Silvani.
1: Yeah. So, I've got four players. Oh. <laughs> I need to cut one out. Oh, it's going to be oh, so... Because this guy... You, you, oh, you made the rules. This guy that I'm going to cut out could have easily got three. Well, yeah. There, there was a lot, there's a lot to choose from. I'm going one... To Jack Silva, oh, I'm going one to Jack Silvani. You two?
2: Who did I say for one? I Silvani. said Silvani. Yeah, two Sam Walsh.
1: I'm going two Matt Kennedy. No, oh, yeah, I'm going two Matt Kennedy. And I've, it's weird because I said all day yesterday that I thought he was best on, but I'll go two to Matt Kennedy.
2: And I'm going three Jacob Weeder I'm
1: going three Sam Walsh. <laughs> As I said, Waiters was my fourth one. And I thought well. Fourth on for me, but he could easily be best on. Sam he didn't get any love. <laughs> oh, Doc. No, no, no. Hang on. I got to change that up a bit. Oh, gee. Yeah, no, this is, very This tough. is so tough. Um, and Durden. Durden should have been in there. <laughs> gee. Oh, George. Um. Nah, Doc's got to fit in there somehow. Oh. But Silvani has to get a vote. Oh, well, you may the yeah. yeah, Hold I'm, I'm on. Sorry. I suggested I've, I've, we go three to one. I'm, I'm going to give a third of a vote to oh. Silvani, a third of a vote what to Weedering. What is this, like an under- th- th- participation a, award or third, something? a third of a vote to Doherty. Oh. Kennedy gets to Walsh three. No, it's, <laughs> that's probably what David Teague used to do. <laughs> Very David teague me. me. Um, Bolt, the VFL didn't play this week. Um, it was a bye. They played a practice match against the so Fitzroy So that's, that's, that's now five
2: quarters they've missed.
1: <laughs> um, yes, yes, that is correct. Um, so we're going to get to Twitter questions now. Um, I want to start off with a message I got from the great man Paul Walsh. Um, he says, "I've got a pe- I've, he said I've got a very interesting question for the podcast." Matt Kennedy had twenty eight disposals, eight marks, three tackles, almost four hundred meters gains, all on sixty eight percent game time. Even Cottrell had more. Why the few minutes?
2: It's hard to know. It might have just been... I think I know. Yeah.
1: I think there's no doubting the fact that he's not the quickest player in our team. Just a burst player. And he's an impact player. He's a burst player. And I think, you know, he's the type of player... And he starts every week on the bench, doesn't he? I think he's the type of player who you put on for 7 to 10 minutes. Then you take him off for an extended period. Let him, you know, recharge the batteries... And you come on and you get a lot out of him again. Um, I'd say that would be my reasoning.
2: Yeah, it, or it might just be something as, you know, as silly as, you know, when it was his rotation, the ball was stuck on the other side of the ground for a while. I'm not sure. But yeah, he is a burst player and he might not be able to go for more than seven, eight minutes at a time at high intensity.
1: Well, whatever they're doing with him, they don't need a change because he uh, he's having a stupid season. Twitter questions. We're going to go through them now. As we say every week, apologies if we don't get to yours. Um, but we will get through as many as we possibly can. Um, the first one coming through from Damien Birmingham. It was so good to finally see us win up here in Sydney. It makes me forget the horror show of three beltings in a row last year. I thought Char- I thought Charlie was enormous. He got bashed all day, but just kept getting up. Perhaps our best effort of the year. Everyone contributing. Finally, we are a good team. Ah, yes.
2: Um, The first point, I was at all three of those games last year in Sydney and it was plainer than vanilla ice cream. They were all shocking in their own right. So it was great to see a win in New South Wales. Um, Brilliant. It was just a great gutsy win. It really was. And it was a very even spread spread of contributors. Um, It was just such a pleasing win.
1: Kandow says, what a time to be a bagger. These are season shaping wins. And that's a great comment in itself. The absence of Harry and Pittenet has come at a time where Charlie and TDK have to step up and could prove key catalysts when they come back and we push for finals. The pressure and experience is invaluable.
2: Yeah. No there's No doubt about it. It's
1: true. When well, H and Pittenet come back in, De Koning and Kerno are just going to instantly be playing on worse plays than they have to 12 Do you think De Koning will
2: play when Pittenet's back in?
1: I think he will. I think he will. It'll be touch and go, I reckon. I think Cunningham will come in when he's fit. And that's, yeah. that's someone who we haven't had to factor in this year. No, no,
2: no I, I agree with you.
1: So that might be a little bit worse for De Koning. And then there's Honey.
2: Well, that might be. Well, um, Cunningham might just be bad news for Nunes.
1: Yeah, that's true as well. But I guess we've been playing this extra yeah. sort of midfield since Pitonet's gone down. It'll be interesting. Uh, Michael Cerevolo says, Crippa sacrificed his game in the ruck a bit, but don't think it's something we can have him do every week for the next six weeks. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. You know, you don't want the best player in the competition playing out of position. It's no. a great call. We have to win Brownlow bets. Um, Navy Blue Baggers says, how good has Fisher's last month been? Yeah. He's he amazing. And we just touched on it. Can't yeah. disagree. Wilson says that would have to comfortably be Kemp's best game. Flew at everything oh, almost... Hold on.
2: <laughs> hold on. Hold oh, on. Pause.
1: <laughs> now,
2: I respect the question. It was his third game. And one of them, he played in the back line in a game we lost by 100 points. And the other one was the dead rubber in the last game of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fair. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe it was his best. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He said he flew at everything almost with reckless abandon, was a key part of our defense, holding steady. Definitely have a player there. I like it, Wilson. I hope we do, um, because if we have a player there, that just adds another layer. Yep. And that will probably be... And it's funny because we spoke about how well Lewis Young was playing. Things look so good when you're winning. (laughs) Everything looks better. And it's a great week of life again. And you win, you just
2: have a marvellous week. I could have got kicked in the face at the footy yesterday and I would have had a good day.
1: (laughs) Um, Talbot Henry says, loving the goal celebrations for special moments, Motlop and Doherty yesterday. Nice, yes, good call. It's a great call. Bit of culture. Someone, oh, it's annoying that I can't remember who said this, but someone said it just a couple of weeks ago. They did a questionnaire where they said it just looks like it's 22 mates out there. I was going to say, they like each other. Yeah, they do. They do. And as Michael Voss said in his press conference, Motlop is a really well-liked kid at the club. Yep. He's got this aura about him. Do you not agree? Is He's he with just... the popular boys? Do you reckon that's like the popular
2: house? Carol, <laughs> Durden and Motlop.
1: <laughs> I've got no idea, mate. But <laughs> each their own. You can have that observation. <laughs> oh, I've
2: got no idea. I don't, I don't follow... I barely follow anyone on like Instagram or anything.
1: Now... I'm not going to... Now, just relax when I say this. Relax and let me explain. May? Yeah, because oh, you're going to jump on me. Okay. Relax when I say this. I'm not going to look. Um, and you're probably going to laugh. The Riolis have this thing where football just runs in their blood, right? And Now, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Let me explain. Every Rioli that comes through is just outstanding and they have this... My brain is hurting already. Now, we've only had a couple Motlops, but if he's anything like his father was, and like his, is it his uncle? Is Stephen his uncle? I don't know.
2: But then there was Shannon Motlop as well. Sure, I
1: forgot about him, but his father was very good in his
2: day. He was. He had some very big years at Port Adelaide. And Stephen
1: Motlop in his prime was a great player as well. Yeah, he was. So if he can follow in those footsteps, maybe the Motlops in a couple of years, we might say, you know. And I'm trying to think of other footy families, well the Silvani's.
0: Yep.
2: But this is like like generational families. I'm saying yeah, gener yeah, yeah. like,
1: you know, it's well, nice to have a motlop in the side. Yeah, it is the Danahers. The Danahers, true. The ablets went all right. The Ablets went all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I look
2: didn't, like need, Stephen, didn't need didn't need the whole Rioli. No, because it's intro. like
1: it's like Cyril was a crazy small forward. He was. Yeah. Almost the goat of small forwards, yeah. and we've got young. Is it Morris who's playing it? Rich-, Rich, he's a small forward,
2: and his father won an All Smith.
1: Daniel Rioli was a small, fo- you know, that, that's he's the small forward footy. brigades, and and Willie's
2: looking really good. Small forward,
1: and the Motlops, small yeah. forwards as well. You know, you can't compare, but it's just worth noting. Yep. Yeah. So apologies for the Rioli comparison, Footy Fam, but uh. Just something worth noting there, I yeah. thought. Um, FDR says, with Lewis Young returning, does Kemp go forward? It's not a bad call because I actually
0: thought
2: even going into yesterday, yeah, Kemp you was- thought he would play forward. I thought he would play forward anyway, so I was a bit surprised when he went back. Maybe I was just a bit naive going the into the game. swing man.
1: Could he be our swing man?
2: Oh, what do you want to call him? Harry Taylor now?
1: <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Hang on, Harry Taylor wasn't a swing man? He was
2: in his twilight.
1: <laughs> in his twilight? This guy's in his... He's in the <laughs> door. <Third dawn. laughs> game, as we just said.
2: Um, um, oh, okay. Andrew Walker, then. um, He went both Jar- ways. Jared Waite. Jared Waite, yes. No, Jared Waite. Another Carlson family.
1: Yes. Uh, Lock Egg says, do we run... But with-
2: no, no, no. He, he could go forward. Yeah, he, he could. could. He <laughs> very well could.
1: Lock Egg says, do we run with three genuine small forwards? I love the pressure the guys put on. Honey back in the next couple of weeks, bring back the mosquito fleet.
2: Yeah, I like, I liked it as well. Um, and someone will have to put in, look, maybe Carroll will be the unlucky one going forward. If, if they do persist with the three, I'm not sure what they'll do. Um, but it's great. Competition for spots is hot. And look, I, and I said it a few weeks ago, and I've tried to keep it under wraps. And I'm not... So- it's just like, you know, how do I put this eloquently without contradicting my whole mantra in life? <laughs> Basically, if Carlton want to pinch a flag, you've got to do something really wild and unique. And running with small forward lines like that just provides a lot of unpredictability, mm. and it's very hard to. Yes, was hard to defend. As, you know, boring as our forward line looked on paper, it was very hard to defend. And that's what they offer.
1: So, you reckon there's a wild card, unpredictable side of our small... Well, Richmond
2: did it. They did. And, you know, at the time, Castagna, Butler were no names. Yep. Rioli was in his second year.
1: Townsend was... And
2: Townsend was a D-list. So, Mm. it was just a bunch of misfits playing in the forward line.
1: And it worked. It worked. Um, It's an interesting call. And, yeah, it's going to be very interesting going oh, forward to see what they do.
2: I shouldn't have said the P word. The
1: pinch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tracy Reid says, just want to say how proud of the boys I am. That was a mature professional win. They could have dropped their bundle when GWS came back. That last quarter was pure bliss. Everyone needs to go to Marvel on Friday and blow that roof off.
2: Yeah, pack it out. Friday night, 4th versus 5th. It's an enormous game. That
1: game should be at the G. That'll get 50K. I reckon there'll be 50,000 people there.
2: Yeah, no, it'll be packed. So, they've got a lot of fans here in Victoria as well. It will be... It'll be it's a hot I, ticket.
1: I reckon that will be... And it's a weird call. But I reckon that will be the most highly attended game at Marvel this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't disagree. That is That has got 50,000 written yeah, all over it. it's a big game. Um, why is it not at the G? Not that I might, because I think we're playing well because, at Marvel because, this because, year. Because
2: we, don't, because we don't play all our home games at the G. When have you ever seen Carlson play the Swans at the MCG? Once. The Alex Silvani game. Can't think of another.
1: That was the game I was going to say. Uh, it hasn't happened. No, definitely. In recent times. Well, was was the Alex Silvani game the game where they went like 0-7? Was it that game? Yeah, 0-6. Jimmy Faz says, "Would you keep Kemp in the team until Marchbank is fit? I see what he can do for a month. I think he could have a spot as the intercepting third tall because we know there is every chance Marchbank will get injured again. Well, I think uh, I think we just got to wait and see what happens with Marchbank. Yep. Um, but you know, there could be a place for both of them possibly." Um, Michael Joseph says, how was the hotel this time, lads? (laughs) A great memory. I'm hoping for reviews of all aspects of your trip. I assume the footy (laughs) was five stars.
2: Footy was five stars. Now, I I go to Sydney a lot and I stay at the same hotel every single time. Every single time, without question. The Travelodge on Wentworth Avenue. Five minute walk. I gave us the i gave us the description last week. Yep. Five minute walk from central station. Seven minute walk from museum station. <laughs> and you're right near Haymarket, Chinatown, Ambassador? World Square. It's great. Did you enjoy your stay?
1: I was great. Got the job done. Yeah, yeah.
2: We had. I nice
1: I will say. You know, don't expect a five star hotel. No, no, but it's good for a it's one just, night stay. It's just value for money, really. Because you, you know, you know,
2: their one issue is. Yeah. Do you? I, I, I've I stay there a bit. So I, this is re- repeat stuff. I find it hard to get the right temperature in the shower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> their, I, find their hot, I find I find their, uh, that. That could have gone anywhere, <laughs> and that is the last place I would have. I find their hot
2: water system a bit weird, but otherwise they're great.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh- <laughs> Going to end the conversation. Oh, it there. was better than the Ibis Budget last oh, well, year. Oh, that was at least the shower may wasn't well in have, the room. May as well have slept in the sewer last year. <laughs> um. All right, Michael. Well, thank you for that, mate. I'm going to like that. That was uh. <laughs> Just while uh, everyone's picturing Bolt in the shower, we'll move on to our next <laughs> question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Walshy and Sticks. That's a cool name. Says that is the best Carlton win for eons. A win for grit and system. Role players playing their role with the outs. I was thinking if we get through the next six weeks, three and three, no damage. That will be all good. May have to revise. Also, is Brody Kemp someone that plays better in a better standard? Very admirable yesterday. It's a good call because there's been people saying he hasn't been that impressive in the twos. Uh, But there are players like that. And I think Lockyer O'Brien's one who just plays at a high standard. That's where he plays good footy. Um,
2: yeah, and it was a great win as well because it was such an uncarlton like win, mm. which is great news because mm. it means they're changing.
1: Damon Mule, the great man, Bengal's man, for those who are regular listeners, says it cannot be understated how big of a win that was for us. Sos is a superstar. Did you see the tattoo he got?
2: I didn't. Oh, I just forgot to show you the footy he he sent me this whilst we were at the footy yesterday. He got a tattoo on Twitter. Look at this. Hold on. Look at this. Well, I'll describe it in a second. Look at this. So, <laughs> QR code. On his knee. On the leg. And we open up the QR code. Yeah, I wasn't playing the video. Here we go. We open up the QR code. This is just next level stuff. QR, <laughs> QR code opens up. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Get ready. Brendan Favola highlights.
1: <laughs> that is Unbelievable. <laughs> I forgot can to we, show you yesterday. Can you message him? If we have permission, I'd love to post that video. He's posted on his Twitter, I think, as well. Oh, he has. Hang on, I'll get that It's up. around. Um, we're going to retweet that now. The great man has got a tattoo on his leg of a QR code, and when you scan it... Nah, I get... no nah, I get jinxy with these things. What do you mean? Favola's not in the side. No, 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 no. Because, like, what if
2: YouTube, like, alter the video, or...
1: Oh, you say? oh, yeah. oh Don't um, ruin the
2: QR code.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I didn't
2: say what video it was. Sorry. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? I feel like not that many people would really give that
1: much thought... Put that much thought into it. <laughs> um, I'm no, a negative Nancy. <laughs> it's an awesome video. How good is that though? Um, that is awesome. Love it, Damon. That is crazy cool. Um, Walt says... They didn't get a disposal in their forward half for almost the whole first quarter. Insane forward pressure. Just wish Hewitt and O's oh, finished off their work. Yeah. Durden is a solid the future, sorry. Durden is solid. The future looks blue. I love it. I hope so. Um Tommy says for most of the game Charlie was double teamed and shut out. He did let loose late. We had plenty of contributors to the scoreboard to negate to negate that, but I think that will happen every week. Is it a worry moving forward without Big H? Well, he was playing on a very good defender. I was going to say, I think he was playing on a top five to top five to seven key back. He's a very
2: good defender, Sam Taylor. And look, it's going to, it's not like it's going to be the only time it happens, but he'll get off the leash.
1: What I will say is, you know, I'll say this, remind me, remind me to mention something when we finish off the Twitter questions about this week's match against Sydney. Um, Brady Park says it's nice having some beautiful field kicks in the team. It really has been opening up the ground for us. Can you give me your top five in order? Oh, field kicks. Uh, My top five field kicks. I think he meant top five on the day, but let's do field kicks. This is an interesting one. Lockie O'Brien's number one in the club or the comp?
2: (laughs) For the sake of this show, the club. Okay. Um, field kicks.
1: So (laughs) I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll do mine. Yeah. We'll go one Lockie O'Brien nine. is our best. I'll match you yeah.
2: there. I'd say the number two field kick is Mitch McGovern. I was going to say Mitch McGovern as well. I'd say the number three would be Jacob Wiedering.
1: I'm going to go with Jack Silvani. Yep. Wiedering's my number four.
2: I'm going to say number four is Adam Saad.
1: Saad's my number five. Sam Dockett is my five. So no Jack Silvani in there?
2: No, but that's not a knock on him. He just does he just doesn't, he didn't just didn't come to my mind. I was I, I thought a bit of George, or you know, Walsh is a very good I was good gonna field say kick.
1: Walsh is Walsh is so stiff to miss out there. Um all right. Ewan Morden says Maddie Cottrell, yes, no, why? Well, it's a big yes. It's, touched it's, on it's a
2: yes in brackets as the sub.
1: <clears throat> Darren Hodge. Says, not really a question, but these next six weeks could be the making of Charlie Curnow. Much like Harry, he had to learn to be the main man without Charlie, and now Charlie will be double and triple teamed. We will learn a lot about him until Harry is fit again. He was great yesterday. Yeah, it's a fair shout. Uh, Mitch says, how impressed have you both been by the impacts being made by the more maligned players such as Ploughy and Cottrell as sub in the last couple of weeks? No,
2: look, I have been very impressed with the two of them. I can't fault them at the moment.
1: Mitch says, is Jack... Another question from Mitch says, is Jack Silvani the most underrated player in the comp? I would have... To, he would have to be up there. He'd that is for sure. He definitely have
2: to be up there. He's so good.
1: Uh, and Mickey C will end with this. Sorry, we'll end with this one before that. Cats says, can we find a ruck solution that doesn't involve Crips? I would like to find a ruck solution that I doesn't involve I think once Jack crips. Martin
2: comes in, they can probably allow Silvani to do a bit more rucking. But they yeah. probably... Yeah.
1: And Mickey C says, "Why did the bar close at three quarter time?" <laughs> they do that
2: in Melbourne as well. I feel.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. Just don't want people to get silly if your team's winning. Lockout laws. Hmm. Nah. Sydney. Uh, Bolt. Twitter questions in the book for this week. Just quickly, I wanted to touch on this earlier. Uh. Coming up against the Swans this week, and we'll do our team changes in a second, but I think this is going to be a really difficult match.
2: Yeah, no, it will be. I'm like actually I, I'm actually not going to tip us. I don't expect us to win this yeah, week. Yes, so I
1: was to, so I and I said it before the Bulldogs game. I had that feeling we'd win, and I had it this week. I just thought all week I just felt like we were gonna win. And I've looked at this match up on paper, and I don't want to end the show in a bitter taste because we're seven and two, and there's nothing bad you can say right now about oh, this football. Seven club. and
2: two, and I'm s- <laughs> I went to do my early vote today for the election (laughs) and I strutted into that scout hall. Carlton scarf on. Carlton hat on.
1: Love it. Um, So, yeah, I'll just say- And
2: I I, I actually actually gave zero fucks. Carlton hat, socks and slides. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because I don't care what people think. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, I'll just say, um, I really do think this- I think this is going to be- extremely difficult. I'm no, looking we'll at on paper, they're, 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 I do rate them. And it's more so because we've got no Harry, we probably won't have Lewis Young, no Pidanet. Young it's- will
2: be tight with H&S. It's just, it's a matter of when he went in. So the It's way- a five-day turnaround. So the
1: way I look at the game, I think we're going to get brutalized in the ruck. I think our midfield can match it with theirs, especially if Robottom's out. But... What I'm really concerned about going into this match is the forward line because Paddy McCartan is playing some serious football this year for Sydney. He is looking very good. And his brother, Tom McCartan, is looking almost yeah, no, just Yeah, they're both great. Oh, so, he's probably better. So, Charlie this week, yes, he probably isn't going to be on a player of the quality of Sam Taylor, but he's on two. And they probably, the two of them together, makes it very difficult. I just think on paper... This is going to be very difficult, and I, I I am the same with you. I'm not going to tip us. Um, I think the Swans will get us, but boy, it's it's almost nice going into a match where you can sort of you're well, not going in we, with so much. As, we, I shouldn't say this because you got a match to lose. Every it's it's week, a massive. This is,
2: it is a massive game. This you know if, if we win on Friday night, it is going to be a circus, and I mean that. It will be a circus.
1: Ligon Street?
2: Well, no. We'll go to the cast. But um <laughs> Yeah, if we yeah, I don't think we'll win. But we went into last week saying if we could get one win from the Giants Sydney double, yep. we'd be pretty we'd take it. Yeah, definitely. And so we've got a free hit here against the Swans, and it doesn't feel like that because it's at Marvel. And Sydney, you know, been under the pump a little bit as well. It's a huge game. It's great to have a Big game on a Friday night.
1: It's massive. All eyes on the baggers on Friday night. Bolt team changes before we end the show. Very
2: simple for me. If Young's available, I think he'll come in for Kemp. And if Stocker's available, he'll come in for Williams. If not, it'll be Boyd.
1: Okay. Yes, I'm I'm the same there. I think it's Stocker for Williams, otherwise Boyd. But uh, I actually think Kemp will hold his spot regardless because I think he'll go forward.
2: Yeah, so so I thought that as well. So if Kemp holds his spot, I think it will be Carroll. That makes way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It could very well be... Oh, probably is Carroll, mm. which is stiff. Unlucky, but... Well, you know what?
2: It's a, You know, it's a it's tough a good- team to
1: crack into at the moment. It's a good sign when good players are unable to make the team. You know, it's yes. depth. And we have got a bit of depth. We have. If we were fully fit... Because I'd go as far as saying we've got six best 22 players out. Well, yeah,
2: to an extent. It's great. It's just great that these guys can... The president even tweeted it. Next man up.
1: That is. Can I just say, this uh, is an awesome tweet. We're going to end the show on this tweet. He's a great man, Luke Sayers. He's a great man. He joined us on the show. If you haven't tuned into that, it was our first episode of this season, Luke Sayers, on the show. He said, congrats, everyone, at the Carlton Footy Club. That is a ripping win. Hashtag next man up. Luke, that is an awesome tweet. He's a great man. It all starts from the top bolt. And uh, he is a man that has asserted change very quickly. Bluebaggers, what a week. Soak it up. Walk around with that strut, walk around with the smile, and just enjoy another lovely week of life. When you win, it's always a great week of life, isn't it, Bolt?
2: We won eight games last year, we've already won seven.
1: (laughs) Uncharted territory.
2: Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit overwhelming.
1: You got a little bit emotional yesterday at the end of the game. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't round one areas where you were virtually oh. crying. Oh no. What are you talking about? Yeah, the eyes were a bit watery. Oh. <laughs> no. We'll end it there. <laughs> Have a great week. Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning in. Another edition in the books. Go blues. And they will know
0: that they've been played. The famous old dark moon